Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the outlet in which my pal, handsome Aaron Airport, and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on June 4th, 2023, Aaron and I accidentally focus exclusively on stories of Canadian crime. Well, more specifically, dumb Canadian crime. We discuss Vancouver's remorseful cupcake burglar. We talk about the fireworks on the TTC bus. We answer the question, why shouldn't you steal from Connect Equipment in Kitchener? And then we allow the Barry police to explain why we shouldn't be hugging strangers. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport, a good evening to you. Ah, no, and a fine evening to you too, sir. Is it fine where you are? It is finer now than it was earlier. Okay. Anything you got to get off your chest? Nothing. I'm not mad at anybody, but I, I, I did go without power most of the day today. Damn it. Hey, calm down. <laughs> I'm okay. Ken Tiggs is okay. We're both okay. All right. It's all right. The power's back on, as you can plainly see and, mm-hmm. and hear that uh, I do have power now. And everything is all right. So, yeah, there was a car accident down the street from me today. Hmm. And it knocked over a, you know, a, a, a power pole or a telephone oh. pole, whatever you want to call it. And I just call it a pole. <laughs> <laughs> a pole with like black ropes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a swinging pole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, they were, yeah. So I drove by to check it out. Cause I, you know, was checking the Nova Scotia power outage map online using my data, my precious data to do that. And yeah, so I drove down by the scene and yeah, the pole was down. They were working on it hard. They kept kind of bumping the restoration time further back and further back throughout the day. So I was concerned I wouldn't be with you tonight. Mm-hmm. And they pulled it off just in time. It's also well, when I when I drove by, I said, "I got to record a podcast tonight. Can you hurry up?" <laughs> and that's that's what did it. It's then also I was, then I was arrested. <laughs> it's also quite nice where I am. It's uh actually it's an oddly nice day because it's like kind of cool and rainy and overcast. But that's good because Nova Scotia, as you probably have seen in the news, basically half the province seems to have been on fire over the last week it's been a literal hell here um, many people displaced many lost their homes but the rain today and yesterday and a big rain coming tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, they expect that to be enough for this whole situation to get under control and people can focus on rebuilding their homes and yeah. their lives so that's uh that's all behind us now hopefully but let's get into it tonight because we, we got a lot to talk about do you want to start with the stories we're going to get into. Maybe do you want to check in with some listeners who contributed some opinions and ideas? Where, where do you want to start with yeah, this? Yeah, let's start with the voicemails. I like kicking off with at least one or two voicemails. Okay. I'll warn you, though. They're both about uh, Tim Hortons. Is that cool? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I've got some uh, contributions to these mm-hmm. topics. So. Okay. 
here we go. Uh, Rick has something to say about Tim Hortons. Okay. Hey, Jordan, Aaron. Uh, it's Rick here from Ottawa. So as I'm walking by a local Tim Hortons right now, I thought I would uh, uh, call in. I'm not sure I ever heard you guys talk about this, and I don't know that this is a phenomenon across Canada, but uh, Tim Hortons here in Ottawa, at least at some stores, uh, sell pizza, flatbread pizza. And uh, I finally tried it for the first time today, and it's uh, it's not that bad. In fact, I think the be a good marketing slogan for them, you know, Tim Hortons flatbread pizza, not as bad as you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I thought I would just let you know that that's uh, another offering at this uh, fine establishment. We did get into the Tim's Pizza many moons ago when they first announced it. We even went so far as to offer a listener, like, we will buy you a Tim's Pizza if you just, you know, tell us about it. Uh, no one ever well, you'll us- buy them a pizza. I'm not buying no, them a pizza. I offered to buy them a pizza. No one took us up on it, uh, but Rick just did it for free. And like he said, it's not as bad as you'd expect. I've heard that from several online commentators as well, saying, you know, as bad as Tim Hortons is, the pizza's not as bad as you'd expect. Which is, which is not a good thing that your, your, your very average pizza is better than the rest of the product Mm -hmm. that you have on your menu. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're supposed to be ultimately a a donut and coffee shop Mm -hmm. and this pizza that you make, that's, that's mediocre at best, probably just surprisingly not terrible, but not great. (laughs) This is the best thing you've got now. It's not as bad as their donuts and coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's not as bad as the thing they're supposed to be good at. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So again, it's just another, this is, this is, this is shining a, a spotlight on the quality of what's supposed to be their core product. And yeah, that's the thing. And, and if they bring the, the Tim Hortons pizza over to the East coast, especially in Cape Breton, where we're known for having Ooh. some of the best pizza in the country, there'll be riots. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go over very well. No, uh, here's, well, speaking of what Tim Hortons is good at, what they are good at is making donuts back in the eighties and nineties. That's what they are in seventies. Even that's what they are good at or were good at. One of the donuts that were, um, a crowd pleaser was the Walnut crunch. But I think about 10 years ago or so they pulled the Walnut crunch off of their menu, the Walnut crunch donut, but they've now brought it back for a limited time. I bought it and tried it. I was all right. I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. I made a video online uh, that I posted on my Instagram reviewing the Walnut Crunch Donut, and a listener of the show caught my review and wanted to share their own. Hey, Jordan. I also tried the Walnut Crunch Donut as well, and I wasn't impressed with it. I felt like it was almost like a, a larger size of the glazed donut. I maybe just me misremembering it, but I remember growing up in the 90s and when I got one of those they had some walnuts very like large chunk full walnuts sometimes I miss the near choking hazard of walnut crunches that mom used to buy me (laughs) when I was a kid when I tried it again I was very disappointed I was like where is the walnuts in these like I like maybe there was a hint of a walnut in the Walnut Crunch Donut. I don't know. Let me know what Aaron thinks about that because I know he has something to say about that. 
uh aaron if you can tell me what you think i'll i'll let them know yeah 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 we'll, we'll pass it along it's um what do I, what should i say well i tried it yesterday and i did not know that you reviewed it on social media i did not see that jordan so i wasn't sure but i i had plans to talk about this on the show tonight because i loved the walnut crunch it was my favorite donut uh, you know in the heyday of tim hortons and i always got a walnut crunch and my review is very similar to her review my question is where's the crunch there is no crunch at all. It's a walnut crunch. There was hardly any walnuts in it. Very fine, tiny little pieces of walnuts, if you were lucky enough to find one. <laughs> and yeah, it was bigger. It was bigger than what they used to be. And it was coated in like the glaze, mm -hmm. like more glaze than there should have been. Mm -hmm. And I think the, they, they put more glaze in it to kind of cover up the now blander tasting um walnut crunch version that they've reintroduced to the to the sheep that still go to tim hortons oh, yeah now i i tried it i wanted to try it because again in my heart deep in my heart i have i have such great memories of the walnut crunch being my treat after whatever lessons as a kid you know you'd be out doing something and your parents would pick you up and you get your treat afterwards and you go to tim hortons and you get an iced tea and a walnut crunch and boy, was it delicious. And now it just sucks. Yeah. Take me back to lessons, mom. This sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather go back to, to Jesus school or wherever <laughs> I was coming from at the time. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't a great person to be reviewing it. Cause I don't have any kind of nostalgia for the walnut crunch donut. I remember seeing it there, but that was never my thing. I was always into that little strawberry thing, you know, like the strawberry pyramid with the cream inside and the glaze over it. That was my mm. jam. I don't remember what they were called. That but, was your jam. <laughs> uh, and a honey cruller. I can, I still go for a honey, honey cruller. cruller. Really? I love I, those I, things. Uh, calm down. But I think that's like more of an elderly donut for the elderly. You know, there's a criticism I often get uh, from my children and Mrs. Nighttime is that all the treats you like are treats for old people. And mm -hmm. it's true. So maybe that's on brand for me. Anyway, we got to move on. That's our Tim Hortons talk for tonight, but I'm sure they'll pop up again. They always seem to, that corporation always seems to find a way to weave themselves into our discussion. Yeah. We got something special to get into here. This is a true crime episode. Unintentionally, it wasn't planned, but just scouring Canadian news stories for the weird, offbeat, unusual, freaky things that stood out to me. It just so happened that laid out in my desk in front of me is a collection of stupid, foolish, maybe insane Canadian criminals. We're going to hear about a cupcake thief who has remorse in Vancouver. We're going to learn why you don't steal from Connect Equipment in Kitchener, Ontario. We're going to talk a bit about fireworks on the TTC. We're going to hear why the Barry police warned people against hugging strangers. And then we're going to end it with, I don't know if this is crime, but we're going to end it with a DJ and dad. Sound good to you? Sounds just DJ-licious. Let's start with why you don't steal from a Connect equipment in Kitchener, Ontario. How's that okay. sound? Okay. Let's start it off. Uh, maybe just with a, to contextualize this, will you explain to the listeners, to keep Canada Weird Nation, the difference between like... Uh, 
like a chain in a family-owned business. What is what is the difference between those two? Well, a chain has locations all over an area. Like, you know, say if it's nationally or regionally, they have uh, locations like McDonald's is a chain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a small mom and pop type uh, store. Um, but yeah, a family run business just has the one location, usually maybe two or three at the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, passed around through the family. And it's very uh, not the kind of business that you want to tangle with. Yeah, because that's kind of you, you know what I'm getting at here. When you mess with like a franchise, if you go to like the McDonald's and you cause a scene, the person behind the counter doesn't really care. They're going to do as much as they're obligated to do using the uh, under the conditions of their employment. But if you mess with a family business, you can find yourself up to your neck in a bad time. And I think maybe that's why you don't steal from Connect Equipment in Kitchener, Ontario. Right. Listen to this news story. They'll explain why you don't mess with them themselves. A pair of alleged robbers trying to leave Connect Equipment with thousands of dollars in power tools yesterday, but employees quickly jumped into action to stop them. CTV Stephanie Davis has been following this story for us today and joins us live tonight. Now, Steph, what did staff have to say about yesterday's close call? Well, Alex, it started off as a normal Wednesday morning at Connect Equipment, but that quickly changed. When two men tried to take off with thousands of dollars worth of tools, employees didn't think twice about doing whatever they could to stop them. Like a scene from an action movie, staff from Kitchener's Connect Equipment chasing alleged thieves, attempting to get away with stolen tools worth more than $4,000. This isn't happening today. (laughs) It all started around 11 Wednesday morning when two men entered the farm and construction equipment store. They seemed like everybody else. I went over and asked if they needed any help looking for anything. They said no, they were just browsing and next thing I know, they were running. (laughs) In hand, a chainsaw and two steel quick cuts. I just kind of yelled, hey, 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 like, no, you're not robbing us today. (laughs) And uh, yeah, all the guys knew exactly what I meant by that and came out running after me. It was all hands on deck, staff scrambling out of the store, determined to stop them. It just wasn't going to happen on our watch. (laughs) Outside, the men run to their stolen getaway car where three others were waiting. Staff swarmed the vehicle. Robinson nearly hit. Honestly, nothing really was going through my head. It was just stop this. They take off, but don't get far. They lost control and hit this uh, skid steer sitting over here. And uh, that's when they all fled, jumped out of the car and fled. And we tried to grab them the best we could. Staff able to catch the driver. I told my staff afterwards, if I get in a fight somewhere, I want them beside me. (laughs) The four other men running in all directions. Waterloo Regional Police officers and dogs called to find them. Two nearby schools were briefly placed in hold and secure during the search, but eventually police say all involved were caught. We'll put them on the floor then. As a local family-owned and operated business, Connect's owner says he's thankful this time things played out in his favor. We have been robbed here so many times, and it's a little bit of satisfaction to actually catch somebody doing it. So it was uh, it was a little bit of a, a joy, I guess. The five suspects range in ages from 22 to 32. Police say they're being held in custody for a bail hearing. Now this afternoon, police confirmed more details about the men who were arrested in connection with the robbery. Two of them had outstanding warrants from other police services for multiple offenses, including fraud and property crimes. Police also seized suspected heroin and crystal meth. 
Aye, aye, aye. For, pe for people who only hear the audio and don't see the video, when these thieves run out of the store, Connect equipment, carrying what looked like kind of like chainsaw type equipment, yeah. the one employee, the one who's in that, uh, who's interviewed in that uh, clip saying like, not today, she literally like runs in front of their car as they're trying to drive away and they're pushing her like she's like she's lucky she didn't get run down by these people with a car full of heroin, crystal meth and stolen chainsaw type things. Yeah, like that that's the part that really surprised me. Like it's one thing to chase them to the car, but then to jump in front of the car <laughs> and you're dealing with meth heads here, so it's mm -hmm. kind of like they're unpredictable. Maybe they will run you over when they're a, you know, meth filled adrenaline is pumping in through their veins you know? yeah like, seriously that's a, a real risk that she was taking she put her life on the line but because they thought twice about running her down they kind of turned to the right which led them to drive into the front of like a tractor that was just parked in front of this business probably like a tractor they sell or something and their car kind of got stuck like hung up on the you know the big bucket on the front of the tractor and the thieves then jump out to make their you know, their escape on foot, which also didn't go well, because you hear in that news clip that the woman who jumped in front of the car, as well as a couple other employees who work for this business selling chainsaw type thing, managed to hold down the driver until mm -hmm. the police arrived. And I looked at this place on a map and it's kind of in a not rural, but it's or not remote, but a kind of rural area. So I'm thinking these thieves without their cars are in the middle of nowhere trying to hide out and the police just kind of go around and scoop them all up and got them all. Yeah. Yeah. That's good it, ending. Was, it was a great ending. Yeah. Because when you, I, I love seeing like when, you know, dumb criminals are trying to get away with stealing whatever it is that they're stealing and then they jump into their car and then they just immediately smash into something. <laughs> yeah, and then they stumble out of their car like, oh my God, everything is going so wrong. Yeah. It's uh, it was not going well for them. And again, the, the title of this segment is uh, Don't Steal from Connect Equipment. Uh, I think the reason why is these employees obviously love their job, love the place that they work for. The owner was interviewed on that, that clip. He seems to value his employees. I like this place. If I had to buy like equipment, I would go to Connect Equipment. I like that. I'm story. sure this is the best advertising that Connect Equipment could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. So now people like yourself who are now looking like, for oh, equipment. Oh, I was shopping for a chainsaw. I'm going to go there because I love this story. Mm -hmm. Good. Good for them. Yeah, I, good I for hope... them. Yeah, that can't, you know, the, the, the right people are behind bars and, and the chainsaws are out of the hands of the meth heads. What were the meth heads <laughs> going to do with the chainsaws? At first I was like, you know, maybe they're just, they, they just, you know, they, they stole the chainsaws to sell them. You know, like that has to be on. it. Yeah, yeah, but, Facebook. But now that we know that we're dealing with meth heads, uh -oh. you know, yeah, maybe they had other uh, ideas in mind for the chainsaws, like, like what? severing limbs off of. Oh people. my god! So lives were saved in this. That, that's quite possible that okay. um, somebody was going to lose their arms and legs by these meth heads, and oh the good people at 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 this stores prevented that oh my gosh yeah well maybe they did uh i like the owner he said uh, he's like if i was ever going to get in a fight i want my employees to be there with me yeah he's a cool yeah guy. and i like his suspenders yeah he, the uh, people who are listening and not watching 
Uh, he had a really rocking pair of suspenders yeah. on. He was basically like Kenny Rogers' brother or something mm -hmm. is what he looked like. He was a great guy. See, if he wasn't wearing his suspenders, then while he was chasing them, his pants might have fallen down. And this would have been a whole other weird story to talk about. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. I think my son may want to sit in on this. Uh, my son, like me, is a sucker for any story that involves a break-in at a uh, cupcake store or a bakery. And oddly enough, this isn't the first time, even in the last few months, that we covered a, a break-in at a bakery or a baked goods store. Do you recall our priors? Yes, I do. There was the the very early morning slash late night uh, tart robbery. Is that the one you're thinking of? There is. And then there was also uh, the vehicle that drove headfirst into a bakery. And then the woman got out of the vehicle and went into the mm. next door neighbor, the, the business next door to uh, get her hair done, I think it was. Yeah, she, yeah, she went into the salon next door. We now have what they're calling the Cupcake Bandit of Vancouver. I've added the word remorseful to it, and you'll see why as the story gets going. But ultimately, the owner of a cake shop in Vancouver's Dunbar neighborhood braced for the worst when she found the store's front door had been kicked in Friday morning. But what she found captured by, a, by an in-store security camera was a break-in beyond her wildest imagination. Listen to this. Now to a bizarre break-in at a Vancouver bakery. A man can be seen breaking into Sweet Something Bakery on Dunbar at around 3 a.m. on Friday by smashing the front door. Instead of fleeing, he apparently hung out there for at least a half hour and eventually decided to clean up his own mess. Security video shows him grabbing a mop and sweeping up that broken glass. Store staff say he then snapped a few selfies in orange glasses on the store phone, but before heading out, he snagged himself six cupcakes. I think he really wanted some of these cupcakes. I think our cupcakes are that good that he thought, you know, that's exactly what I need right now. And who doesn't need a cupcake once in a while? It's like a crime of passion, passion for cupcakes. <laughs> Right here. Irvine says she's not mad and that it has brought her a lot of laughs. She said the bakery is planning to sell some cupcakes to help pay for the damage. <laughs> Police say no arrests have been made and the break-in is under investigation. My first thought is that owner really took being broken into and stolen from well. <laughs> yeah, no, she was just very pleasant about the entire incident. Uh, I don't know if my son has ever seen like a crime in action before. You just saw a man kick down the front door of a business and take cupcakes. How do you react to that, bud? 3 a.m. Uh, want cupcakes? Break into a cupcake place. No, I think you as a as a 10-year-old, this is probably the stuff you expect to be going on late at night. Like midnight. When you think of midnight and the evils of society, you're picturing people like kicking down doors and taking cupcakes, <laughs> chugging grape soda like madmen. <laughs> but I, I I find like her reaction to this break in, like she was very pleasant about it and very um, understanding of the thief's intentions. And but I guess my gripe with her is that she assumes that her cupcakes are so delicious that this guy just had to break in to eat them. Right. But if you're intoxicated at three in the morning, everything tastes amazing. And it's not really specifically that 
oh, these are the best cupcakes in the world. I need to have them. I have to break into this place in order to get them. It's that he's drunk and he's going to break into really the most available place that he could break into that has food. And it just happens to be the cupcake place. Yeah, this could so be I don't all... want her taking all of this credit, you know, <laughs> all of this credit onto her amazing cupcakes when it's like, this guy's drunk. Like, everything's amazing when you're drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, this all could have been avoided with like a late night pizza shop. Is that what you're suggesting? That's what I'm saying. A late night uh, diner or a pizza shop or a fast food place on the main strip around the bars. Like... Yeah, he would never have broken in at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, the news clip we just saw was a very short version that tells the story of him breaking in. It mentioned some of the bizarre stuff that was seen on the in-store security camera, like him putting on like a weird pair of glasses that were on, on the counter and taking selfies with a phone that was in the store, I think was the manager's like office phone sort of thing. He also cleaned up the mess. Like when he kicked the door down, he got at first a mop and mopped up the glass. When that didn't work, he used a broom and swept up the glass before grabbing the cupcakes and leaving. So it's, you know, it's a really weird thing to see on the camera. So maybe that kind of lightened her mood about it. But of course, it's breaking into a business. The police were taking it serious and we're investigating. However, only I, th I think the next day, maybe two days later, they found the guy and he offered an apology that the owner seems to have accepted. Here's the update of this story. And this is why I call him the remorseful cupcake mm -hmm. burglar. Canadians are known worldwide for sometimes being too nice. Well, this next story won't do anything to change that stereotype over the weekend. We reported on a man breaking into a Vancouver cake shop only to stick around, clean up the mess and then leave with six cupcakes. Now the man is trying to make amends. CTV's Kevin Chirac has more on the interesting antics of the bakery burglar. Are you going to press charges against the guy? We've asked the police not to. The story went viral, and a few days later, he reached out. He, like, profusely apologized. He was really, really nice, has offered to pay for the door, offered to pay for the cupcakes. But motive for the bakery bandit remains a mystery. I didn't really ask. You know, it's at the end of the day, what does it matter whether he was, you know, who cares? <laughs> it's definitely bizarre. It almost makes you chuckle a bit. Vancouver police say they're still looking into it, but the sweet tooth suspect's remorseful actions could go a long way. Definitely, it's very noble of him to show remorse, to offer to pay. Uh, if this was a big misunderstanding or an accident, um, that's great that he's taking full responsibility. It's not the first time an unexpected guest had an after-hours craving. A few years back, someone broke in stealing a camera and Rice Krispie squares. Though he didn't clean up, offer to pay, or say sorry. As for this case, police remain puzzled and curious about those cupcakes. They must be very good. I haven't had one, but they must be really good. Meanwhile, Emma Irvin invited the man back to her shop for some more treats with a catch. In that, he'll give me those orange sunglasses, he said. I messed that up. I thought he picked up the, the weird sunglasses from the counter. He broke in with a bizarre He was wearing them, yeah. Orange sunglasses. Was... Yeah. So before we get into what this guy was up to, what do you think of this update? Are, are you surprised to see how like nonchalant she is about burglary of her business? Break into um, here's here's again i've got a lot of issues with this woman i have way more issues with her than i do with the actual person who broke into the business so <laughs> so here's my problem with her is that 
first she was bragging about how amazing her cupcakes are right and mm-hmm. in, in, in the first in the first breaking of the story so then now she's not only is she continuing to brag about her cupcakes but also she's setting a precedent that you can break into somewhere and then as long as you apologize at the end mm-hmm. you're okay mm-hmm Right. And, so so now you're going to see other other intoxicated individuals strolling down the street late at night being like, oh, man, I'm starving. Nothing's open. I'm going to break in to this place right here, steal a loaf of bread, and then I'll just call them and apologize in a couple of days and then everything will be fine and I won't get charged. Hmm. So you're worried about the precedent uh, that this is setting and how this will affect the Canada's justice system. Yeah. And she's getting all this publicity from this story because it was such a strange story mm-hmm. so she's like yeah i'm not going to press charges like everyone's going to want to come and buy these cupcakes for me now mm-hmm. even more so because so many more people are going to be familiar with my bakery than ever before yeah and they, she even has the cop in on it the cop says like they must be great cupcakes they must be great yeah oh they're so great oh yeah 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 <laughs> they didn't look that great from the video i mean they if anyone pretty generic was- they look generic cupcakes. The more I think about this, the matter I'm getting about it, actually. Like, this woman needs to be stopped. Mm. She's like, oh, she's probably never going to improve the quality of her cupcakes because she'll be able to ride this publicity for a while. So good, you'll break in to, to steal them and blah, blah, blah. And I, this woman infuriates me. And what about this? Is She accepted the apology, but then she said herself she didn't know what his motivation was or what his, why he did it and she's like what difference does it make really i would think when you're accepting it when you're when someone's apologizing to you for something they they did that's this weird without a bit of an explanation i think it would be hard to accept that apology mm-hmm. i hope he does it again i hope he breaks in again and and then this time he calls back and he's like oh yes Sorry, you know, I broke in again there. I took I took a dozen cupcakes this time and uh, I forgot to sweep up. I was just late. So I just didn't have time this time to sweep up. So sorry. Anyway, see you later. Yeah, that's what you get. Um, Well, I'd like to try these cupcakes. Actually, I wouldn't want the cupcakes. She's selling orange shaped orange cookies that are shaped like orange glasses as a sort of way to commemorate this event i maybe i'd buy those but i I don't know i i just i think um i think letting him get away with it that easily is maybe that doesn't sit right with me so i feel the same way as you do Mm -hmm, good anything you want to say about this bud cupcakes are yummy and don't steal them they're mine oh Oh, warning So that's a Canadian crime story uh, in the most stereotypical way. It's just filled with like weird, light, silly Niceties, yeah. apologies and just people being like, yes, what's the big deal? It was just this big. So oh, don't worry about it, dear. You can anytime you want to break in for cupcakes at three <laughs> in the morning, you go right ahead, dear. This next one, I think that we'll get into maybe a bit, maybe a bit more concerning. This involves crime on the TTC, uh, which is the Toronto Transit Commission, which operates uh, all of Toronto's subways, buses, and streetcars. And it also involves a crime committed by teenagers. And you recall our discussion last week, we both expressed our fear for teenagers, specifically groups of teenagers and what they're capable of, what they are capable of. So although this is a weird story, 
it sends shivers down my spine. Listen to the story of the TTC fireworks. In the Tuesday afternoon rush hour, a young person is seen smiling, shooting fireworks on a crowded Toronto transit bus in motion. Other riders are heard screaming as the bus fills with smoke. It's reckless, it's irresponsible, and, uh, and it's illegal. Uh, and it's why we take these things so seriously. It's a brazen stunt on a transit network that's seen a rash of violence this year, and the commission now reporting more than half a dozen similar fireworks incidents since just last week. It was disturbing because TTC should be a safe place to travel. It's no good. Sometimes I'm scared to take the TTC. Now that I've seen and I'm now going to the bus, nah, it's really scary. The website 6Buzz says it was sent this video and paid someone to buy the clip. The same site shared another video last year showing a similar incident that sparked panic. If you're doing this in order to get notoriety online, then I'm concerned that what it would take the next time to get even more notoriety and how you're going to affect other people. In the latest incident, this common brand of fireworks appears to have been used advertised as shooting to a height of 25 meters. All those people were in a very bad scenario uh, on that bus. At this special effects business, they stress safety first when selling fireworks because they say the blast can cause serious harm. They could risk other um, dismemberment and, and other severe injuries um, due to the the size and, and the volume of the effect that was produced. Police were given transit bus security video for their investigation, not to mention this clip, apparently posted as a stunt. Now it's key evidence. Thomas Dagg, CBC News, Toronto. So you probably saw some of those videos going around. Before I saw the news clip, I saw the actual video being shared of, I think it probably stemmed from TikTok of like young kids setting off fireworks in crowded buses in broad daylight in Toronto. I think that's pretty scary. You know, the, just the, the bang and the spark and the smoke and all the crap you'd be breathing in. I don't like this at all. No, I hate this. And the more attention, I mean, we're, I guess we're just as guilty as everybody else. They're on for the giving biggest, this even we're more giving attention. Them, they're getting the biggest <laughs> stage in Canada. Yeah. So the more attention these stories get, then the more encouraged copycats are to do it. And then it becomes this thing where you can, because this is the the issue, well, one of the many issues with social media now, uh, especially sites like TikTok, where everybody just wants to repeat everything and add to it a little bit. So I'm going to repeat that popular video and I'm going to put my own twist on it. So these types of crimes are the same thing. People see it kind of gaining speed on uh, or gaining momentum on TikTok and then they repeat it and then they probably up the ante a little bit, make it even more dangerous, shoot off even more fireworks, try to outdo each other. Like, mm. so now it just snowballs and someone's going to get seriously hurt or killed. It very easily could have happened on this. If a, it's, if a firework landed on your lap, gotten, you know, went down the, in the hood of your sweater or something, who knows what would happen? It's, it's just um, reckless and, foolish and unnecessary and for the little old lady sitting on the back of that bus that unexpectedly ends up in some fool's tiktok video where they're mm -hmm. shooting fireworks in her direction uh 
uh, yeah, I'm not cool with that, but we have a bit of an update. A 16-year-old boy has been charged with three counts of mischief, two counts of assault with a weapon, and two counts of possessing a weapon for committing an offense in relation to these firework on the TTC uh, incidents. And it wasn't just the one time, like that news story seemed to focus on one specific incident. It seemed like it was three or four incidents over a short period of time where they were probably either like the same group of people maybe trying to you know get a good video or make a couple videos. Some of the parts of the story we didn't talk about is it seems like the news like had to like buy the video or some site had to buy the video from the people who made it so did they make it and then sell it to some crazy site like the internet's such a dark place ah it's the worst what are we even doing on it well you give huge like just as a statement of how awful humans are it's like we have access to all the information uh, you know, the more information than the world's greatest libraries would ever have dreamt of having with all the music and movies. We can talk to people all around the world about whatever it is you want to talk to them about. Um, it's like, you know, everything is instant and amazing and borderline free. Yet what a lot of people choose to do with the Internet is just film themselves terrorizing other people and making other people's lives harder. I hate it here. No, everything sucks. Yeah, that's my everything. <laughs> everything know. does. It's like, I just think of the. I just think of the person who's leaving work. Just had the worst day at work. Their boss yelled at them. Nothing they did was right. Uh, customers screaming at them. All of the numerous terrible things that can happen at your job during the day happen. And you're just you just want this day to be over i just want this day to be over finally it is you get on the bus to go home and then some idiot shoots off fireworks on the bus and singes your hair and then you're just like i give up i've got nothing left to give this world this is a good segue to like you know the world being an awful place people doing each other harm unnecessarily the world is so bad that police in Barrie, ontario had to issue a public warning or had to issue a warning to the public against against hugging strangers does that sound nuts can you believe that we can't even hug strangers anymore yeah i was i was always a big I was always anti-stranger danger, you know, I was like, no, hug the strangers, you know, the more love you give them, then you'll turn them good. You know, the bad ones will turn good. Okay. Um, the Barry police don't agree with that. I personally don't need the police to warn me against hugging strangers. I rarely will look them in the eye, but for those of you who are comfortable hugging strangers, it's maybe now time to rethink that. Let me read you uh, the press release or let, let me read you about the press release. On Wednesday, May 31st, on, on Wednesday, the Barrie Police Service was made aware of a bizarre theft that had taken place in Northwest Barrie shortly after 2.30 p.m. A upon arrival at the victim's home, responding officers were advised that an elderly female was approached while outside on her property by an unknown female who was seeking directions to a big box type drugstore. So let's just say Shoppers Drug Mart. After providing directions, the victim reports the female gave her a gold-colored ring as a token of appreciation for the directions that were provided. The female then asked the victim for a hug. 
and when the victim complied, the female quickly removed a gold necklace from around her neck and replaced it with one that was a, that was a fake. This type of theft, known as a distraction theft, um, has been common in jurisdictions south of Barrie. In this case, the victim was relieved of a gold chain that had both monetary and sentimental value. The female suspect is described as Middle Eastern, 40s, heavy build, dark medium length hair, wearing a beige and white shirt. She was accompanied by a male who is also of a Middle Eastern background in his 40s, thin, dark hair, and with a full beard and mustache. From seized video surveillance, the male driver is known to have never exited what, was been, what has been described as a black mid-sized sport utility vehicle. The Barrie Police Service is warning the public of this incident so that no one else becomes a victim and that their seniors, and that seniors in particular, are aware of this scheme and the components that go into it. Police are reminding the public that a stranger is a stranger. No matter how old you are, and if a stranger offers you a hug, simply turn down the request and walk away. So we've covered distraction mm -hmm. theft in this pa in the past on this show. So this we comes have, as no yeah. surprise to me. No, no, no. This is uh it's just too bad we live again, you know, kind of we've been harping on the world tonight a lot, but we're down on stuff, right? You and I. Yeah, this is this is kind of these stories are really uh hitting us in the wrong way, I think, but yeah, like hugs are so nice, you know, everyone loves a hug. Like, why can't anything be sacred anymore? Like I mean, hugs were always dangerous when I think about it. Like for decades they've been warning us no don't hug strangers don't touch them don't talk to them don't get in their vehicle in their van don't get in their vehicle in their van don't take candy from them yeah i and then we just had a pandemic where we were supposed to stay six feet away from each other you know the pandemic is kind of turning endemic now and people are are getting a little they're letting their guard down and they're ready it's to like hug. maybe yeah i haven't been able to even see my family over the past three years and now things are things are getting better and, and maybe i can hug someone and then someone offers me a hug and they steal my necklace <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna go i'm gonna take the barry police services advice on this do not ask me for a hug unless i know you and we have a long connection and background but i personally uh -huh. i do i i do enjoy a hug but it's not oh, so yeah, much yeah. the act of the hug it's more embracing someone i love so i feel that a hug from a stranger wouldn't give me what a hug from my child or close friend would like for example this weekend our good friend randy stonewall was in halifax with me and uh, as we were leaving he gave me a really big hug and he does like mm -hmm. the bear hug where he wants to show me how strong he is so he squeezes us he, he did likes that to he likes to assert his dominance over you yeah and it just felt so nice to be embraced by him but it wasn't so much the hug. It was the camaraderie it that was we shared who the while hug hugging. was coming from. Yeah. All right. Well, well, they'll just have to ban hugs. That's what it's yeah. coming to. Yeah. That's the answer to everything now. So we've gotten dark through this episode. We've covered a lot of Canadian crime. We've heard of victims. We heard of revenge. We heard of police getting involved in these things. The next story, I guess, maybe could be a sort of like a pick me up emotionally, but I don't know, maybe this could also be a crime because there's certainly some cringy elements to this, but I don't believe our, our criminal code in Canada can address exactly what this guy's up to. Um, 
A Guelph man is gaining online popularity for scratching and sampling during his walks around the city. The DJ and dad does it all through his controller and speaker, which he has connected to a stroller. So check out the DJ dad. Tell me if you're hip to this. Mm. Riffing. Are you ready? And rewinding. All right, we're in the city of Guelph right now. His way around the royal city. Hey, what's up, Internet? I'm DJ Marty McFly. He's the man behind the music, and he's found a new way to DJ. I wanted to combine a couple of things that I love, uh, playing music, uh, walking, and hanging out with my son. Marty has been DJing for decades, and he wanted a way to share that passion with his newborn son and fans during the pandemic. A lot of the nightclubs uh, were obviously shut down along with other things, so this really uh, uh, gave me an opportunity to find a different way to play music for people. So he took his speaker, controller, and son stroller. And when you put the two together, we call it the controller. Hitting up different parts of the city while streaming his stroller sessions. I've developed an online audience and people are watching online and wondering, you know, where am I going to go next? Online, the beats are at full blast. Outside, a much lower volume, especially when his son tags along. He is my world right now. It's all I really want to do is take care of him and be a dad. These days, his son is in daycare, but even solo, the stroller sessions are still a go. We're off the grid, we're having fun, we're in the middle of nowhere, mosquitoes are dancing, and hopefully the people I meet are dancing too. Hey guys, how are you? With his beats now beyond the walls of the bars. Oh, you wanna go, it's a good life. Next time you hear some music getting closer. Listen up, because it may be Marty. Spencer Turcott, CTV News, Guelph. So let me ask you, this is a, a, a episode where we're covering dumb Canadian criminals. Is this story of the DJ dad, Marty McFly, is this kind of like a, a way to hit reset emotionally uh, at the end of this or at the end of this episode? Or is this a crime? What do you, what do you, what do you make of this guy? To me, it's a crime. Okay. I feel the same way, but let me hear your your side of it. Okay, I love like finding hiking trails and walking trails. And one of my favorite things to do in my free time is go for walks. And I like yeah, to I do it. Do. Yeah, I like to do it on walking trails, uh, around, surrounded by peaceful, pristine, perfect nature. Mm -hmm. And... This guy, if I saw this guy coming, he would completely ruin my walk. <laughs> He's with a he, stroller without his kid. In, in this news clip, the kid's not even in the stroller. He just has a stroller to hold up his controller turntable thing. Because he's found an audience online. Like you can do anything and you'll find an audience online of people who are like, this guy's an idiot. I'm going to watch him being, be an idiot. It just encourages them <laughs> likes and shares and, and whatever else. It just encourages people like this. They make them feel like they're doing something when they're not doing anything. They're just annoying people. 
Like, I'm not even near the guy, and I'm annoyed by him. Just hearing the sound of him go on, like, oh, I'm DJ Dad, DJ Marty McFly, and everyone wants to listen to my terrible music. Like, nobody wants to go to a walking trail where it's supposed to be peaceful and listening to house DJ music. Like, you need to be segregated into a rave where you can take all your ecstasy, and you can and you can rub up against each other, and you wow. can listen to it there. Like, it's fine. Wow. You know, to each his own, but do not bring it to the walking trails where any music you listen to is on earbuds or, or you know, that's the only way to do it. This guy is awful. Okay. I feel I, I have a lot of the same feelings as you, but maybe not as extreme. I didn't like the way he was engaging the people walking past as if he wanted them to, like, dance to his thing. I, Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, we with the T, there's some kind of similarities between this and the fireworks on the TTC story. It's like the internet, you can, anyone can find an audience for whatever it is you're doing. Uh, this guy, maybe, um, maybe there should, maybe that audience that he found is encouraging something that uh, should stay online from your bedroom, not a public park. Yeah. It's just too bad because it's noise pollution. Like, don't force anybody else to listen to your music that when they invented headphones like that all should go away like i put my headphones on when i go for a walk i listen to whatever i want to listen to and it doesn't bother anybody else the technology is there that we can do that this guy he's got a microphone and he's yelling at people like hey dance with me dance with me it's like <laughs> no i'm here to forget my troubles i'm here to relax i'm here to just be in nature like get away from me <laughs> okay are you all right no i'm just pissed off <laughs> well i hope you never go for a walk in the park in guelph because i don't know what will happen if you cross paths with this guy i'll be covering it on like madeleine klein and i'll be, co be covering it on canadian gothic yeah well now i'm never going to guelph just to be sure i'm not <laughs> stepping foot in guelph now because this guy's there and i know he's there there's well, no way. we need we need some kind of feel-good way to end this. Is there anything that could cheer you up? A hug. From a stranger? From anyone. Oh. Except that guy. Except <laughs> DJ Dad. <laughs> the Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah, worst taking, DJ name. He's taking... I love Back to the Future. You know, mm -hmm. my favorite movies. The, the three Back to the Future movies. He's completely tarnishing that character name. Mm-hmm. God, he's going to get a, a cease and desist, mm, I think. I think so. Well, Aaron, I can tell you're upset. We got to stop this. You're turning red in the face. I can almost see like your eyes are like bloodshot. You're you are upset. Let's we got to put a bow on this. Let's put a bow on it. I'm, I'm the I'm calming down. It's 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 coming down. The blood pressure's coming down. I'm good. I'll be OK. I'll be OK. <laughs> My power was out all day. I just yeah, give uh, me a break. Yeah, geez, this guy, DJ Dad, DJ Idiot. Um, do we want to announce anything about some upcoming content that we're going to be adding to the Keep Canada Weird feed and the Nighttime Podcast Premium feed before we wrap this up? Do you want to say anything about what we're working on? Well, we're going to be working on some extra content for the Keep Canada Weird specific feed that we have so keep canada weird can be heard on its own podcast feed now wherever you get your podcasts and to as the reward for doing that is that you're going to be bumping into some new additional content 
from the team here at Keep Canada Weird, government-sponsored as always. Mm -hmm. And that bonus content is going to be similar in style to what we're doing here. We don't have a name for it or whatever, but it's going to involve going back in time to revisit the Keep Canada Weird stories that took place before we started the show. We got to get caught up. Mm -hmm. When did Canada start? Was it 18-something? Oh, don't ask me. Okay, whatever it is, if anyone in the audience whatever knows yeah. when Canada was formed, we're going to go right back to the beginning and catch up on every single weird thing. It may take us 150 years to do it, but mm. we're going to get there. Yeah, these will be kind of shorter episodes that you can digest very quickly. So they may only be 5, 10, 15 minutes long, but they're just a little cherry on top of the content that you're going to get on the Keep Canada Weird specific feed. So go and subscribe. Well, let's wrap this up. I only asked you that question because I wanted to distract you. I can tell you're feeling better now, but let's wrap this up. You got to get away from your microphone. You need to sit down and have find some way to feel better. Uh, so Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. If you find yourself a victim of a crime, think twice before you forgive them because that could have a major effect on the Canadian justice system. <laughs> that was so That was so passionate. I don't even yeah, know. How I to feel strongly. That. I feel strongly about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to I, say to Jordan until next time, where we're going, we don't need roads. Back to the future. Oh, okay. It seems like an X Files y kind of thing. No, no, it's a back to the future quote. I haven't seen it in a while. I gotta watch that again. Yeah. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our mission to keep Canada weird, but let us also call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, make sure you let us know. We'd love to hear about it and include it in an upcoming episode. The best way to let us know about what's going on is via a voice memo sent at nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. Now, before we part here, let me end with some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers. But lastly, and most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Anne and Johan, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you a full back catalog of nighttime episodes to listen to. You can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And if for whatever reason you don't want to go premium, you can still help the show by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If anyone listening has any story ideas, wants to give feedback on anything we talked about on the show, or submit a question or comment to be aired in an upcoming episode, you can reach us at nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. 